0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about what to do when good parenting yields bad results with your team. Let's listen in.
1: You know, we're going to be talking about a uh, a subject today that that is really on the hearts of so many parents when good parenting yields bad
2: results. I mean, I can do everything right, <laughs> and it just falls apart.
1: It is, you know, and I and I laugh about it in one sense, but it's very serious on the other hand because so many parents are stuck in that role. Mm-hmm. A, a lady sent me an email, and she said, "We've done everything right." We take our son to church, we raised him in a Christian home, we homeschooled him for years, we sent him to a great Christian school, we've taken him on mission trips, and we've poured our life into him. What has gone wrong? How can he reject all that we've taught and all that we've been striving
2: That's for? That's the parent's lament, isn't it? It really
1: is. I mean, and when you see everything you've done, that it doesn't work when they hit that culture of middle school or seventh and eighth grade or go into high school and you see things begin to fall apart, that's a tough spot for parents. And so we're going to be talking about that today.
2: When good parenting yields bad results. Let's talk about this. This is pretty important stuff, Mark. It is
1: is probably one of the most important things, I think, out of the message that we give to parents where they believe that... What I do in the younger years of my child's life is going to carry me through the rest of our life and I think when when a parent is a good parent and most parents are I mean I have not met too many bad parents now I got to tell you I haven't met any bad kids either hmm. I mean they're struggling through things but I haven't met too many bad parents they all want great things and they and they dedicate their life to helping a child get to a good point you know and And that good point is that they're walking in a godly way. They are building principles in their life. They're reciting scripture. They're hiding God's word in their heart. They're going to Bible studies, involved in church, going on mission trips. They're doing all the right things. When we sit around the dinner table in elementary school, we laugh and have fun, and we throw each other in the pool, and it's just
2: unbelievable. Yeah, this parenting thing's going to be a piece of cake then when they become teenagers. That's
1: right, and we become very settled into our parenting style Hmm. and also the belief that Everything is going to work out fine if we just do these things. Then everything will be fine.
0: We
2: we have to grow as our kids grow.
1: Absolutely. And and the problem is is that when we when we start to struggle with our kids during the adolescent years, it does a couple of things. What happens is that you know the fact that they're struggling doesn't invalidate all the work that we've done in the life of our kids. Mm-hmm. All the seeds that we've sown are still there. All those habits are still there. The thumbprint of God is still there in their life. It doesn't mean that what we did was wrong yeah there's
2: no magic there, formula, there, is there? there?
1: There's not, but it but just because a child struggles doesn't invalidate those things, but it does validate the scripture that says, train up a child' You know, you keep training a child continually. And part of that training is they need a certain type of training when they're in the elementary school years. They need another type of training when they're in the middle school years. And it's another type of training when they move into high school. It's a constant training. And the other thing that it doesn't do, it proves the need to shift your style of parenting in such a way that accommodates the needs of a child. Well, one of the problems is we don't shift those styles. And we don't believe that that our child is going to struggle because we hold on to the equation that says, if I do these things, everything will be okay. So what happens usually when a child begins to struggle? The parent is lost. They feel like they're a failure. Hmm. They feel like that everything they've held to is wrong and they feel like they've been abandoned and why should this happen to me? I pro- I wanted to do good things for my kids. Sure. And so it becomes a big issue to understand that you are a great parent, you do a great job, Perhaps the difficulty is learning to shift and grow along with my child as they enter the adolescent years and, and and begin to encounter some of this turmoil and this turbulence that I just didn't expect.
2: You know, Mark, looking back, now our kids are grown now. I can't remember anyone warning me about these turns that would come that I needed to change as my kids changed and grew. It,
1: I, I think it's because we interpreted the scripture that said, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. And then forget about and it. And forget That's about it. That's what right. scripture says, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, get them to do it, but you know training is a constant thing. Yeah. If I quit doing push-ups, uh-huh. it's going to be a lot harder 6 months from now. If I quit running, if I quit exercising the discipline that I need in my life, then it's it's going to usually head south. Right. And and so it's a constancy, but I think the other thing is that is that we we got this view that wasn't intentionally given to us, but this view that that we could just invest in everything here and know that it's going to reap great results over here. Well, it, it, you know, parenting is a lot like the stock market sometimes. You invest, but you can't always control the ups and downs right. and the fluctuations that happen. But you know what? When you stick with it you're going to have a better investment as you get to the end. Yeah, what's hist- the trend? That's right, because history has proved that. But it doesn't mean you're not going to have those uptimes and those downtimes. And And that's what I tell parents now, because of all the kids that have lived with us, not one of those parents really thought they were going to struggle. I go to parents now and say, the chances of your child struggling is great. Let's be prepared, because I'd rather have you prepared and not ever have to use your skills than to not be prepared and be totally lost when you get to those adolescent years.
2: I kind of view this conversation as a wake-up call to parents. Even though things might be going really well right now, you need to be prepared to change.
1: You know, most parents say, you know, it's like everything changed at the drop of a hat, Yeah. in in the snap of a finger. Just all of a sudden we woke up and who went up to bed last night came down a totally different person. And so it's those things. Kids change quickly. There's things that happen. There's actions that happen. There's all these things that go on that it it really changes fast. And so parents beware and and receive fair warning that this could happen in your life.
0: Over the years, Mark Gregston's one-liners and devotional insights have been a source of encouragement, amusement, and inspiration for people all over the world. Now, the very best of these quotations have been collected into not one, not two, but three beautifully designed coffee table books that can be given as gifts, placed in a doctor's office, or placed in your own living room. Whether you're looking for wit, wisdom, encouragement, or even a challenge to dig deeper into the vital role of parents, all three volumes of Stepping Stones will deliver. Each beautifully bound hardback of Stepping Stones is $7.99, or you can get all three for $19.99. Visit ParentingTeenResources.org to get all three volumes of Stepping Stones today.
2: You work with both parents and teens. Who's harder to, uh, to change?
1: All the time, the parents. I mean, I, I think that, that the ministry that we have to kids would be so different if we could just duct tape those kids at home and get their parents to live with us. And I say that's that— That's a whole new paradigm that's for Heartlight. Right, right. Bring it, the parents
2: to live. That's right.
1: I'm not pushing duct tape, and, and, and neither am I using it as a discipline technique. But I am saying that it's harder with parents because parents say, you know, I've done this. I've made my changes. I am different. I don't want to change anymore. I'm pretty comfortable where I am. You know, and that used to work. But I think as the world has sped up, we've got to look at ourselves and say, what is it in our life that needs to be different? Because I think this, your child is doing things for a reason. They are motivated for a reason. There is a purpose behind why they are aiming some of their rebellion, disgust, anger, Uh, hardship, their disrespect, their dishonesty, their lack of loyalty and disobedience toward you. There's some reason that it's moving toward you. Well, if you never change and you expect your child to change, then that is going to continue to happen for quite some time. And so a good parent, I think, realizes that, man, I've got to make some other changes here, not only in my in my child and create that arena for that to happen but as i make changes also i am taking away the reason or the excuses that my child is using to aim those inappropriate behaviors at me and so i'm diffusing the situation by pulling out the fuse of the firecracker that i'm <laughs> causing it's like a child walking up to somebody and saying but Dad, you're pathetic. You're miserable. I can't stand you. You're a dork. You do things this way, this way. Instead of fighting it, if it's their perception, just say, you're right. I am. Wow. Pull the fuse out. Don't be afraid. God is at work in your life. I mean, God is, is holding you and caring for you, and he has not left you. And so any fault that can be pointed out should be no news to you it's not any new news to your child, and you're not disappointing anybody by admitting what everybody already knows. You're not fooling anybody. You know, so let the pride down and say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay for me to be wrong or maybe to have missed something. Hmm. And I've, I find this, when you admit that to your child- Yeah,
2: I was going to ask you about this. It
1: changes the response of your child. They no longer want to to throw gas on the fire to fuel it more. They realize that maybe, okay, my message is getting across, and they back up from their behavior so they don't have to continue in that path anymore.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org.